Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And we have another really good one today. And it's a listener request that has been on our list for quite some time. Yeah, that's right. If I remember correctly, this is one that was requested by one of our one of our favorite listeners, Tom Castaños. Yes, absolutely. So this place, Lindsay, they say that the ghosts aren't shy and it's a really nice hotel, but they embrace the ghosts, which I love. That's always the best. It's it's fun when the hotel staff embraces their hauntings. This is your haunted holiday at the Manger Hotel in San Antonio, Texas. So, Lindsay, this is in San Antonio, Texas. Can you think of uh, any other major thing that you would go see when you are in San Antonio? So, I'm a cheater when it comes to this question because I read Tom's email when he recommended this. Oh. It's, I know that it's like across from the Alamo. <laughs> it is. It is literally like a one-minute walk. Like, it is just steps away from the Alamo. And, you know, being that it's just steps away from the Alamo, this was built on land where a lot of the battle took place. So just to give you some background and history, you know, before it's even built, there's people that died here. Absolutely. There's a whole battle. Lots of people died. And that is very much a trend. You know, anytime you see a place where there was war, I mean, Gettysburg, we haven't covered that, but all the areas around it, are haunted yes and so the alamo to give you just a little bit of background like i knew some of the basics like remember the alamo is kind of like right. a symbol of courage kind of thing i know um, that there's no basement in the alamo because of peewee's big adventure <laughs> i always remember that too that's what i think of every time somebody says the alamo which is really kind of tragic <laughs> i know i do too but funny so basically this was before the mexican-american war and texas was technically part of mexico at the time and there was kind of like a revolution going they called it the texas revolution people were basically trying to leave mexico as like a union essentially so it was the texas revolution and actually the texians as they called it back then they were kind of winning a lot of battles and they got held up and San Antonio decided to stay at this fort there and the Mexican president at the time was like we're gonna take no prisoners now we're taking Texas back this is not a thing and he marched up like they say anywhere between 1600 to 6,000 troops into mm. San Antonio to take back the Alamo and there was only about like 100 to 200 Texian soldiers that were held up there. So like this was almost like a David versus Goliath situation. So they send all these soldiers there and they like it's a siege that lasts for 13 days, which is insane because of how outnumbered the Texians were. And 
Eventually, though, they did end up getting through the walls, and it was just this horrible um, slaughter, essentially, because they literally took no prisoners. They're just, all right, if you wanted to have a revolution against us, then you're dead. So a lot of people died on that land, which is going to lend itself to, to ghosts in San Antonio in general, I would think. Right. Right. I agree. So the Alamo goes down. Eventually, Texas is now part of the United States. And there's a guy that's living in San Antonio. His name is William Manger. He is famous for a very large brewery, actually, that he built. And they were kind of almost like monopolizing like the beer industry and stuff in that part of the country. And they decided they were going to build a hotel in addition to the brewery. So it's actually on the same land where the original brewery was. And they wanted to make it this grand hotel. And today, Lindsay, it's actually considered the oldest continuously operating hotel west of the Mississippi. So in the west. And they built it back in 1859. So prime ghost years right the (laughs) mid to late 1800s it's oddly true though (laughs) because i mean any place we cover in the u.s it seems like oh yeah those 1800s those are prime ghost years they are (laughs) now so it was a grand hotel they continued to expand it over the years and during the civil war they did kind of come upon hard times and they actually did end up closing the hotel to paying customers but guess what they did they turned it into a makeshift hospital for people during the civil war so there you go there's no recorded amount of deaths or anything that occurred during this time of the civil war in the hotel but i mean if you go back to our episodes about the civil war like the Marshall House episode, for example, our very first one, we get into a lot of detail about what types of injuries you could expect back then, amputations that are going on. So I would imagine there's probably quite a few people that passed away just during that time. Right, right. And it's when you talk about, you know, the Marshall House and how we discussed that turned into a makeshift hospital during the Civil War too, and the types of injuries someone could inflict. It might be a quick death that someone experiences, or it could be that they had an amputation or a wound of some kind, and they have this long, slow death from infection. Mm -hmm. And, And so you see a lot of that, which is really horrible. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah. So I would think we have the Alamo. We have a makeshift Civil War hospital now. The other thing that's interesting about the history here, there's been a lot of famous people who have been there over the years, but probably the most famous guest that went there, I guess, semi-regularly was Teddy Roosevelt. And he was known during, I think it was one of his first visits there, to recruit his group of rough riders at this hotel. Mm -hmm. So he would be seen out there saying, come join the Rough Riders. This is during the Spanish-American War. And it was just kind of like this like rough crew of people that were pretty popular back in the day, I guess. They were in the newspapers regularly winning victories and and that kind of thing, which is pretty cool. And apparently Teddy very much liked the Manger Hotel. Now, some of the things that happened here in terms of death, So William Manger, 
the original builder of the hotel. He actually passed away in the hotel in 1871. There was also a woman that worked there. She was a maid and she loved her job apparently, but she had a very jealous husband. And anytime that he heard that she was talking to somebody or, you know, something like that, he just became very jealous and overbearing and controlling. And one day she went home and he apparently had a gun. She ran to the police station and the police said, why don't you just stay the night here? You know, I don't know what we can do at this point. If we can arrest him, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. The next morning she decided to go ahead and go home thinking, oh, he's probably calmed down now, that kind of thing. She gets there again. He has a gun that he's pointing at her. She runs out of the house and the house apparently is only just a couple blocks away from the Manger Hotel. So Mm -hmm. she takes off and she's booking it towards the hotel. He eventually catches up to her not that far outside of the hotel and shoots her. Now he shoots her a few times. And one thing that's interesting, and I'm not sure why, they did not take her to a hospital immediately. They just brought her into the hotel and were giving her treatments there. So they must have had a doctor come in. And she ended up passing away on the third floor of the original hotel there of the gunshot wounds. What year did that happen? That happened in 1876. Oh, wow. I mean, so we hear... We hear about like domestic abuse and that kind of thing. Even today, I mean, it's the information age. We have the internet. We have all of these stories and stuff right at our fingertips. But the really unfortunate thing is domestic abuse isn't anything new. It's been going on for years. And this is something that unfortunately happens all the time. It's it's a terrible, terrible story. Yeah, it's that is very, very sad um, that something like that would happen. But like you said, I mean, it's really not that unusual and something that is still a problem today so sally passed away there another person that passed away there that is very well known is a man named richard king and he was actually sold by his parents at a young age to be an indentured servant and so he was poor he got sick of it he decided he was gonna flee away and he ended up becoming a very successful entrepreneur starting different companies eventually he actually became a huge cattle baron and created one of the biggest ranches probably in the united states and it was known as king ranch and so he was super rich but one of his favorite places was the manger hotel and he would go there regularly to the point where they actually kind of set aside his own suite for him on the second floor and eventually he found out that he had stomach cancer his prognosis was you're gonna you know pass away within you know whatever amount of time Mm -hmm. and he decided he wanted to spend his last days in his favorite suite at the manger hotel and to this day Lindsay, that bed frame that he passed away on is still the same one in that room oh wow so is that a room i'm sure you'll get into it later in the show but that's a room i'm sure you can ask for right absolutely yep you definitely want to stay in that room (music) 
This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So like I said at the start of the show, Lindsay, the ghosts are known to not be shy at this hotel, right? Like a lot of places, you know, you got to kind of catch them on camera when maybe they don't realize it. I mean, I feel like you're always trying to like catch them, like they're a little shy, right? Here, (laughs) apparently that is not the case. There's a lot of activity going on. They think that there's anywhere between like 32 at a low number to 45 ghosts. And I've actually seen video of like, I think it was the general manager talking to somebody that was doing kind of like a ghost tour YouTube video. And he was like, there is no less than, I think he said like 42 ghosts in this hotel. And he was telling about different things that he had encountered. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And one of them that is crazy to me is that the beds supposedly sometimes will levitate in the air. Oh my gosh. No, that's scary stuff. That's like some exorcism type stuff. (laughs) I agree. That's what I, anything that has to do with a bed shaking or levitating, I think of the movie, The Exorcist. I do too. Even though I know that's totally fictional, I'm sure it has nothing to do with that, but that's what my mind goes to. I'm since being familiar with that movie. Me too. Some other things that you can notice throughout the hotel before we get into the individual ghosts when you are looking in the mirror, occasionally there might be another face that's translucent that shows up next to your own. Ooh, how cool. I mean, it'd be scary, but- For sure, it'd be so scary, but what a great story. Right, that would be really cool. And apparently that could be anywhere in the the building. Hmm. You'll also smell cigar smoke in non-smoking rooms on occasion. So another one of those smell indicators as well as doors opening and closing on their own. And these aren't just typical doors. They describe them as heavy doors that should not be opening on their own, as well as footsteps everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about some individual ghosts because there are a few that they are pretty sure they know exactly who they are. There's a lot of other ghosts and apparitions that people see and they have, you know, no real explanation for who that might have been. So you'll see a lot of stories out there like that. But one of the more famous ghosts that they have here is they say Teddy Roosevelt is still hanging out at the Manger Hotel. And in particular, he is seen in the bar 
on a pretty regular basis and I guess is pretty active. Now, I wonder if this is a residual haunting Lindsay because they say for the most part when you see him, you might just see like Teddy Roosevelt staring at you and being Mm -hmm. still. That is the more common experience, which oddly enough reminds me of our first ghost experience. I just got the chills when you said that. That's what I pictured. Yeah, it sounds exactly like that, Lindsay. And for our listeners, we are going to talk about our first ghost experience a couple episodes from now. So keep a lookout for that. We're going to talk all about the Bullock Hotel in a couple more episodes. It's going to be kind of like a Halloween special. We kind of, we've been saving it a little bit because it's like our favorite place to go. And we've experienced so much cool stuff there, including our first ghost sighting. So be on the lookout for that episode to come out in the next couple weeks. In fact, it's going to be a two-parter, guys. So just be aware. It'll be our first two-part kind of episode series around our favorite haunted location. Yep. Now, Teddy, uh, in addition to just being still and staring at you, which is creepy, will also apparently sometimes like actually yell at the workers there, like the bartenders and stuff. As if he's trying to recruit them to join the Rough Riders. Interesting. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty neat. Now, one of the more famous stories about Teddy Roosevelt there and his ghost is there was a new bartender there, and he was kind of closing up for the night, cleaning, has the feeling of being watched, turns around, and there's Teddy staring him down, just (laughs) standing still, right? And this bartender, like, freaks out, of course. He goes running for the door, doesn't realize that he's been locked in because they had closed it so guests couldn't come back in. And he's, like, banging on the door as he's doing this. Apparently, Teddy is still standing there just staring at him. Like, he would bang on the door, look back, and Teddy is still there there staring at him. So, that is so scary. Now... If you recognized it as Teddy Roosevelt, you'd probably be like, holy crap, that's ex-president of the United States, right? You'd be maybe excited to see him. But I mean, this is a ghostly encounter. All, all bets are off, right? You, you don't know how right. you're going to react. Right. And eventually somebody heard him banging on the door, came and opened it. The, the employee was so spooked, they refused to ever go back into the bar. And they quit not that long after. What? Because they were like, I feel no. like, I feel like initial reaction, I'd probably be freaked. But then in retrospect, when you go, you know what? I bet that was Teddy Roosevelt. I'd be like, let's go back and come but, across this. What do you think he's going to do to you? Nothing bad. It's Teddy Roosevelt, right? We're ghost people, Lindsay. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, if you're not familiar with it, I mean, ghosts are scary. I mean, that for I, sure, that shook this guy enough right. to never go back in and eventually quit. So here's here's my other thought about the whole Teddy Roosevelt situation. You mentioned the Bullock Hotel. He also supposedly haunts that location and I think even I heard of another place. So my wonder is and I don't know, maybe our listeners know more than me on, on this is residual hauntings can the same person have a residual haunting in multiple locations? Or Is this like what we talked about at the Wolf Creek Inn, where they're kind of vacationing in their favorite spots, right? I don't know. 
I think it could be both, right? Like, I think if it's an intelligent haunt, maybe they can kind of pick and choose where they want to go. <laughs> or maybe it's just that residual energy that is hanging out. Maybe there is no conscious spirit of Teddy Roosevelt there, but that energy that he holds has been held in this location and maybe even another location, right? Right. So I don't know. I mean, it's really just unknown, but fascinating. It's so fascinating. I want to know all these answers, but I do too. it's it's one of those things that it's not an easy one to answer. Yep. Now, the next ghost, of course, is Sally White, who was murdered by her husband just outside of the hotel and actually passed away of the gunshot wounds in the hotel itself on the third floor. She loved her job, so it is honestly no surprise that she's haunting this place. She is still seen to this day wearing a maid uniform, and almost every single time she's seen, her arms are full of sheets and towels, and she's just kind of like walking the halls, sometimes walking through walls, because they've built on and made additions and changed like the lobby and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So like they think where she's walking through there maybe was not a wall in the past. Right. So that is supposed to be a pretty cool sighting if you get that. She does not interact or talk to anybody. She's just doing her job. Now, Richard King, who passed away there as well of cancer, um, you can actually stay in the suite today. They call it the King Ranch Suite. Now, like I said, the bed frame is the same. There's a lot of activity in this room. So there's activity throughout the hotel. This is the, the primary room that they say there are very specific situations happening. So of course, he's watching you at the foot of the bed. Like, I mean, we can't anticipate that, right? I feel like that happens That's every just time. so scary, right? What? Yeah, that we can anticipate that. You're right. I mean, ghosts like to watch people at the foot of the bed. Why? We just don't know. We can't tell you. <laughs> they do. So he does that sometimes. The other thing that happens in there is they have almost what I would call like plantation shutters. Mm -hmm. And those will open and close on their own. Um, as well as sometimes you, they don't actually open and close on their own, but you'll hear them open and close and it sounds exactly like that that motion he also is seen i guess walking through a wall kind of like sally white but they say there used to be a door on that wall that he's very commonly seen entering the room so he's seen in the room itself but he's also seen sometimes in the hallway just outside the room so other guests, even if you're not staying in this room, you definitely want to make your way to the second floor and investigate just outside that room as well, because you'll see him. The other thing you're going to see in there, which is unique to this area of the hotel, is a dancing red orb that is seen in the room itself and just outside the room by the, the doorway. Huh. I wonder why it's red. And... Without seeing any pictures or video, I try to come up with an ex explanation. A red orb, that's that's odd, right? Because you can rule out dust and, and that kind of thing. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's like a visual of somebody smoking a cigar. Maybe that's like the tip of the cigar or oh. something like that. I don't know. I, it, I haven't heard any descriptions, but that's like the first thing that comes to mind, right? With the cigar smoke that people smell sometimes. I had not thought of that, but I think that's a really good theory. 
Okay, so let's talk about the accommodations at the Manger Hotel. So lots of ghosts, really anywhere you stay, you could see something, experience something, right? Now, the room rates start there at a pretty reasonable price, I think, because it does look very nice. It's one of those places that's old, but I feel like has been redone pretty well. And the lobby looks beautiful. It's right in downtown San Antonio. So you're in the right spot, right? It starts at about $109 a night, which I think is pretty reasonable. And as you get into some of the suites, the suites are a little bit more expensive. Those are in like the 300s. Now, based on if you're booking a weekday versus a weekend, the price does go up or down by about like $30, right? Yeah. Depending on the season. Well, that's, so, I was just going to say, that's super reasonable considering you're downtown, you're in the right area to be, you're not far from the Alamo, which is probably a huge tourist attraction, I would imagine. Yep. I agree. I I think it's really reasonable. Now, the other thing that they promoted on their website very clearly was that they have a discount for military, active, and veterans, and first responders. And that, I think it's a significant discount. It starts at $79 a night. Wow. Yeah, that's that's significant. That's great. A very good deal to take them up on if you are military or a first responder. I I thought that was great. Now, I told you that they embrace their ghosts, and especially in October, they do. They have a package that you can buy that is called Room with a Boo Package, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was clever. And that one includes two tickets to a ghost tour that is not run by them. It's run by another company that they partner with, and it's called the Sisters Grimm Ghost Tour. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute. So you get two tickets to the ghost tour. You get like a couple different specialty cocktails. You get a haunted history of San Antonio book that is autographed by the author, and it includes your room for the night, which is pretty good. And that is between $129 to $159 a night, depending on the days that you're staying there, which again, I think is a pretty good deal because when I was, yeah, I was looking at the website of the Sisters Grimm ghost tour and they offer several different things. So you could also book that with them where they have this one tour that's $75 but it includes dinner at the Manger Hotel as well as a ghost tour. So they must work with the hotel directly to get them the dinner booked and then they go throughout the hotel and do a whole tour situation. Yeah, that sounds great. I, you know, we're always up for food and ghost tours and hotels, yes. haunted hotels. <laughs> 100%. And they also offer because, you know, we talked about the Alamo there's other ghosts around San Antonio. So there's other tours that they offer. So Manger Hotel is just one of your stops. Definitely do the ghost tour, I think. And then they have other tours like a bus tour, walking tour. You can find all that stuff if you go search it online. All right. Well, the Manger sounds awesome. Thank you, Tom, again, for sending us that great recommendation. If you guys have recommendations, send them our way. Go to yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the contact us link and we would be happy to look into it and see if it would make for a great episode like this one. So we're getting into that section. I do have a quick ghost story update for you guys from one of our listeners named Laura. She listened to our episode last week about the Trans-Allegheny Asylum 
and she had been there and wanted to tell us what her experience was. So I think this is fantastic. If you guys have similar experiences at one of the locations we've covered, or if you have any ghost story, it doesn't have to be at a location we've covered, send that our way. And like I said, you can go to our website and do that, or just go to Facebook um, and message us there too. So Laura says, hey y'all, I was listening to last week's episode and I had to email you all. I have been to Trans-Allegheny multiple times and have not only taken multiple tours and completed a ghost hunt, but I've attended their haunted house and their Halloween party. How cool. And I think that haunted house is going on right now, right? Yep, it is. It sounds like fun. I wish I was there. Well, we have been to the Trans-Allegheny multiple times. When we would always be on the tour, we would all get a surging pain in our lower backs from the start. The first tour, we blew it off because the floors are original and are marble. So there was no give, you know, with the floor on your body. However, after the third visit, we all knew something was not normal. We have met Christina, who's the owner, multiple times, and she gave us our most recent tour. She mentioned that many of the spirits at Trans-Allegheny like to remind you that they're around, especially if you are a returning face, they want you to remember them. In fact, we mentioned that in our episode, that's something that uh, multiple people have reported. She says, also Dean's room was weird, has a weird aura to it, and my back pain would always get worse near his room. The resident area is also very creepy. Checking out the morgue and the surgical room are also a must. Sounds like a must to me too. <laughs> she says, the craziest thing is once I stepped off the marble entrance stairs, my back was completely fine. This has happened also every time, I should add. So she says, this place should be on everyone's bucket list. It's worth the money and the overnight ghost hunt. We've had so much fun and additional experiences while ghost hunting at night there. And then she goes on to give us some other episode suggestions uh, in West Virginia and then also in Florida. So just wanted to share my Trans-Allegheny experiences with y'all. Love the show. Thank you so much, Laura. I know that she sent us some other recommendations in an earlier email a while back, but I had to share that with you guys because it really does follow through on some of the things we mentioned, um, mm -hmm. but we didn't mention the back pain. It's interesting that herself and her friends experience this on a regular basis when they go. Very interesting. And she's been there multiple times and experienced the same thing. And I will say there was on our Facebook page too, Lindsay, we got a couple other comments on there as well, where people did experience some other weird things. So there, there seems to be a lot of activity at this place, no doubt. 100%. All right. So if, if you want to like be like Laura or Tom, please send us an email with your recommendations for episodes, your ghost stories, all of the above. We love getting them. Shoot us an email at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com or just go to our website, like I said, yourhauntedholiday.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We do have some videos out there, including our most recent little short compilation of our stay at the Velisca Axe Murder House. Go check that out. And we want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Mm -hmm.